The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a level place, with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. Then Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. The Gospel of the Lord. Sermon on the Plain is Jesus' first major discourse in the Gospel of Luke, and like the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew's Gospel, the Sermon on the Plain introduces us to what Jesus is all about, gives us a synopsis of his mission, his teaching, and ultimately his goal. And so uh, we see that Jesus challenges us to look beyond the pleasures of this life and to see what we are called, see that we are called something greater. So is Jesus saying that the good things of this life are bad? Is he saying that food, money, laughing, and comfort are evil? No, no, he's not, he's not saying that those things are evil. He's warning us that if these things are what are most important to us, then we will be lost. If these are what we've rooted our lives in, if these are where we try and seek our happiness, then we're a tree planted in, in rocky soil, we're a tree planted in the stones, and we may grow up for a while, but then we will, as Jeremiah says, and as the psalm says, we will wither and die. But if our roots are sunk deep into the soil next to the stream, and we're drawing from the law of God, we're meditating on the law of God day and night, then we will be strong. Uh, our happiness is in the law of God. Our happiness is seeking the things of God. And so these other things, pleasure and money and comfort aren't bad in themselves, but Jesus wants us to recognize um, what their place is, that they are gifts from God. And when we recognize them as gifts from God, you know, we can receive them and they're good and we can enjoy them. But when they're gone, <laughs> then we recognize that our happiness has to be in God. The one, the one thing that endures, the one thing that lasts, is God. So when we're rooted in Him, these other things can come and go and we'll be happy. But if our happiness is rooted in those things, when they go, we'll be miserable. And so I just want to focus on one example of this uh, in staring us in the face here in this church. And it's not unique to this church. But one of the tragedies that took place in this church and many other parishes in the past 60 years is that many people, even priests and bishops, forgot this truth that um, we can't be focused on the things of this world. Ultimately, our hope is in heaven. And so the things that we create ultimately have to be leading us, they have to be drawing us up to the heavenly, 
what happened in the 60s and 70s and 80s is that we became very focused on, on ourselves and even in the church, even in our liturgy and our architecture, it became very people-centered. And so in our particular parish, um, the statues that got put up were more about focusing on the ingenuity of an artist and the creativity of an artist rather than, well, what is this art about? This art is meant to draw us into the reality of who Christ is. And so instead of having a crucifix like the one we have now, thanks be to Father Mitch, thanks be to God, this crucifix now that instills devotion and reminds us that the path to happiness, the way to happiness is through the cross. What we had was, I don't know, some people call it the pickle Jesus, some people call it the alien Jesus, uh, obscure green statue that if you knew it was the cross, I guess you could figure it out, but it did not inspire devotion and it did not tell people that it's through the cross that we receive salvation. It's just another thing in a strange in a strange setting and so it doesn't focus us on where our focus should be it doesn't teach us that it's through the cross that we are saved it's through the cross that we receive happiness so one recommendation for you this week i would say is to spend some time meditating with the crucifix to if you know if you have a crucifix in your home spend some time in that room Ideally, you have a crucifix in lots of places in your home, definitely in your bedroom, as you enter the house, good places, uh, to remind you that, that our happiness isn't in the things of this world. Yes, the things of this world are good, but they have their place. We have to be willing to take up our own cross, as Jesus has shown us, that through the cross we are saved. Through the cross we become happy. Um, it's essential to our faith. It's essential to being a Christian, and the cross is essential to happiness. Praise be Jesus Christ.